kill a nigga I fuck with her to ease my mind Cause I be in my feelings Every single person in my life Tell me I'm the hero But when it's up and then go down It treat me like the feeling Guess I forgot to mention I'm just a nigga with a broken mind Tryna find my way back home And I'm sitting here with the car And talk while she ride to my song Alright, we're live. Welcome back to the Buzz Pod. I'm your host, Nico Blatchman. And today we got one of my former vets joining us to give some pro hockey in Europe insight, which we're yet to have here, and maybe some young sheriff's stories. So without further ado, let's welcome a 2011 dinosaur. Second round pick to Saginaw Spirit in the OHL, a USHL, OHL, and QMJHL alumni. A 2017 ECHL All-Star, not a big deal. And first player to come on the pod with pro experience in Europe, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Povorozniuk. Povorozniuk. What's going on, buddy? What's up, brother? How is everything? It's great, man. You're a a good fucking guy. Every time I hit you up to come on the podcast, you're always like, you just let me know when, you just let me know when. You'd be surprised how many guys are tough to get on. Hey, man, I'd love to help you out, you know? I see you doing and I just want to be there to support. Fucking right. And how's, how's the quarantine been treating you? I feel like you're just loving it. You're a gamer. You're probably gaming nonstop. Um, man, I'm sleeping in every day, eating loose pizza. You know, some Chicago deep dish. Everyone's got to try it out. Yeah, gaming Fortnite all day, every day. Trying to get a workout in here and there. But, you know me, I get a little lazy, so it's tough to do. <laughs> Holy fuck do I know you man It's been a couple of years And still I could have guessed I could have guessed your daily routine To the T Yeah not many things change Well I guess that's what happens When you get to live the dream for your whole life You're 25 years old You're living the same life we were living back then So am I So I guess nothing should change No man you gotta stay young somehow right Absolutely. You're one of you're probably you're one of few guys that have played in two out of the three uh CHL leagues. But I think I think it's safe to say you're the only guy that's played in the USHL and the OHL and the Q. Like I'm pretty sure no one else has done that. Yeah, I never really thought about that to be honest. I don't I don't know if anyone else has either. As a, I got a good what six years of junior experience too, so that's pretty hard to beat. I don't know if I should be proud or ashamed of it. No, that's unreal, man. I'd be proud of it. I got a couple of years under my belt too. I got way more teams than you though. But uh, let's talk about like uh, you're you're a U.S. or like you grew up in the U.S. Um, playing in the U.S. and then you went major junior, which uh, I don't know. Like I feel like now it's becoming more common, but back in my day it was less common, and back in your day probably even less common for U.S. guys to go major junior. Or correct me if I'm wrong, like, so what was that all about? No, you're definitely right. I mean, um, I don't know, back in the day, like, Major Juniors was so big, especially in Canada. I kind of started hearing about it. I would train with Galchenyuk in the summer, and he went, and I kind of looked up to him, I guess you could say, and I wanted to follow in that path, so that's what changed my mind. Um, and at that time, it was way bigger than college. Now it's kind of, you know, 50-50, so... That was kind of my deciding point on it. It was definitely a different thing to do. I was initially going to go to the college route, but I don't think I was ready to, you know, go to school and um, discipline myself in a way of staying away from partying and all that. But the main factor was just the hockey. I wanted to go to the best place I could. But uh, growing up, growing up in Chicago, were like guys before you, like other than obviously like training with Galchenyuk in the summers. Like I can see why you want to be like him especially because he's a russian and you're you come from like a russian family so i can see that but like also were guys in chicago going major junior a lot or like or like were guys in chicago leading more because you grew up playing like team illinois chicago young americans so were guys like the better players on your team like where are they now you know what i mean or where did they go did they go major junior mostly or or ncaa um for the most part they went well, a lot of guys I knew went to the development program. Um, I played a year up for a lot of my younger days, so not a, a big guys deal. I played again, like not a big deal. <laughs> but guys like I played with Hartman and Carrick and those guys, uh, DePauli, they all went to the program. Um, 
some of them liked it, some of them didn't. Um, like I said, a lot of it's discipline, I feel like, especially at the program in college. At such a young age, too. Especially at a young age, and I don't think I was ready for that. I, I, don't, I was never really the type of person that liked the curfew. I don't think anyone is, but I just didn't want to do that so much. Um, I mean, some of them went back to major juniors instead of college after the program. But most of the guys I know from home went to college. Uh, that was kind of just the way to do it. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um you you got to play in in the OHL in the Q like we said earlier. What would you say uh, if any was the biggest difference um, between the leagues? Um, when I was playing, the skill was all there. It was pretty much the same, I guess. Um, the only difference I really noticed was the OHL was just a little more aggressive. There was more hitting, more fighting, um, and I honestly think the Q was a little more skilled on a note of, like, every team and every individual, if you want to take it as a group. So, but otherwise, there's not a big difference. I mean, you see different leagues winning the Men's Cup every year, you know, so it's uh, it's all pretty close. Yeah, that's what I figured. I mean, the whole CHL, I mean, it's usually, like, every year it's a different league to win the members. So, I mean, that's what I figured. Um, but, yeah, did you ever get to play in the member, by the way? No, never did. Uh, the closest I got was the semis, I think, with you back in St. John. And yeah, or should we? It was either no playoffs or first round elimination. So that what was kind of that my was. life. Yeah, I feel you. I hear you. But listen, you uh, you started off in the OHL um, in 2011 and 12 with the Saginaw Spirit. They drafted you in the second round. Um, you went in there, played 51 games, had four points. So, uh, as a 16-year-old, right? Yeah, 16. So then, so you played, like, almost every game as a 16-year-old, which is unreal compared to, like, me, who played a 17-year-old, like, 38 games. So, um, what, what, what would you say, were, were, was there a lot of uh, 16-year-olds on that team? Like, what kind of team did you guys have that year? Yeah, we had, we had three of us, but, man, that year sucked. Um, I don't know, we got an average of, like, four minutes a night probably and like we didn't even play every game i mean it was close but um you're pretty much riding the bench like my ass hurt by the end of every game honestly you had to go ride the bike afterwards or something to stay in shape i noticed myself getting fat um because you're not doing anything so it was a good experience though it was um it was definitely humbling for the first time in my career so i had to look at things differently and realize what hard work was and all that but it was it was a grind of a year. It was probably my hardest year of Dude, my career, I'd say. Now that now that you say that, it makes sense why you were always so nice to me back when we were playing together and you were you were a first line beauty, fucking thirty nine goals in the year. You were basically scoring every night, snipes, bar diesel, and I was just sitting on the bench and just like you're always just such a good guy. You come on my podcast now, five years later, just a fucking great guy. And I think that year has everything to do with it. You you literally firsthand experienced it. And then the next year, you go back, you go to the same team. And uh, in 18 games, you have the same points, two goals, two assists, and then you get traded. And uh, I think you, you were really happy about this trade because you go on to Kingston, you play 48 games, you get 10 goals and 21 assists. That's... 31 points that's like your breakout year right there pretty much into the league yeah i mean it was decent i um my like i said my first year man just a lot of the vets it was a different time they didn't really treat you that great you know whether it was they didn't like you or they're just like you're a young guy and we're gonna shit on you and i mean it sucked like my coach hated me too even my second year that's my left like um i don't know i think it's a lot how you treat people I, that's kind of even with you with anyone, man, you got to be a good person until, or unless the, the other person's a piece of shit, then whatever, fuck them. But I think you got to treat everyone with respect, be nice. You got to show the young guys like how to do it. You know, kind of guide them like they're your younger brother, not be an asshole to them and fuck with them and stuff like in a in a way that's gonna bring them down. So that's just kind of what I learned and how I try to go about things. Absolutely, dude. I think that. That year in the queue was really my, my first real year of junior. And I think that um, the reason why I benefited from that year was because I had such good vets that year. Like you, Boko, 
uh, Shabby, like SP, like all the boys that were that were over there, Heisey, um, who I'm trying to get on the pod soon. So all all the boys that 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 were there, like really fucking instilled that, like really took care of the younger guys and, and treated us well. So I I I always appreciated that that I never got treated like shit because oh, yeah, I was expecting that. Team, I mean, that's why we were so good though. Everyone everyone loved each other, you know. Like sometimes you put someone in their place. I even think I have a great, funny story. I remember you on the bus, like. And I always liked you. I just, you know, you're a young guy, you're new, and I just told you to shut up one day. But I even felt bad about that. But everyone needs to kind of know their place, and you teach each other how to go about things, you know, and you kind of grow into a family. So, oh you know, yeah, you got your hard times, your good times, but it's okay to rip each other a bit and tell them how it is. But, you know, there's a difference. But um, I think the way we treat each other off the ice kind of brought it on the ice, and that's why you're such a good team. Fuck, man, if we can go back and not have all those injuries, I think we would have won it. Oh, my God. That. Oh, my God. That would have been so sick to have a little ring on my finger. Woo! Uh, that one. Oh. Brag. Talk about um, Talk about Kingston, though, because, I mean, you must have liked it there. Like, your time there was uh, half that, half that, the second half of that year and then the first half of the following year which you also had 17 points in 24 games. So, like, did, did you like it there? Or? I loved it, man. Um, you know, I kind of came into a new place and a place where I was going to get an opportunity where I actually think they met it. Um, not the shit on Saginaw, but I got told the same thing. I think everyone kind of goes through that. I mean, no, I would be told something that doesn't always come true. So, uh, but I had a great time. I mean, I played a lot. Obviously, I did well. Um, you know, off the ice was a great time too. Kingston is maybe my favorite city that I ever played in. Great nightlife, stages, got out, always remember that place. Um, but yeah, I mean, the team was good. We were young, but we all got along, so it was a really fun time. And then, uh, from Kingston there, were you expecting to get traded that, that second, your second year there? You got traded to Windsor. Were you expecting that? Uh, sort of. Um, I talked to them a little bit, but I didn't really think I was going to get traded. I didn't think anything of it. Um, they were going for like a little bit of a run, plus it was closer to home. So I was all in for it, but it wasn't really my decision at the end of the day. The team told me, but I wanted to do it. Unfortunately, same thing. We had injuries and kind of, we got knocked out first round, I think. Um, but yeah, Windsor was awesome. Like, I loved it there, too, and like I said, I was close to home. It was like a four-hour drive, so it made life easier to see my family and stuff, too. Yeah, you finished your OHL career there before going to the queue with, uh, uh, well, you you played 40 games that second half of the year, 26 points, then you come back, your 19-year, 68 games, uh, 39 points, and then uh, what was that summer like? Because then you went in right into St. John, so... I assume everything got done with over the summer that you made the decision like to go to the queue. Yeah, I was um, I was actually out with my friend. My agent called and he was like, "Listen, man, you're getting put on waivers, and what's going to happen is Sudbury's going to pick you up because they're first in line." And I was just like, "Fuck that! There's no way I'm going to Sudbury. I've had a roller coaster of an OHL career already." And he's like, "All right, well." He's like, this is what I wanted to tell you, is you can go to St. John in the queue. I know it's a bit of a change, and it's weird switching leagues, but it's going to be a good opportunity. And at that time, I was like, Man, you know, it looks bad. It looks awful. Like, oh, I'm going to switch leagues. Like, people are going to chirp you. You know how it goes. You know the whole thing. But I was like, you know what? Screw it, man. It's my last year. I want to change it up, do something good with it. So, and I was like, I'm not going to Sudbury. I'm not going up. 20 hours north and freezing my ass off in November. So, yeah, that was kind of my decision to go to St. John there. I mean, it worked out. So Holy I, fuck, I man. What a decision that was. 68 games, 39 goals, 23 assists, 62 points. How are you? Um, did you shoot a lot of pucks that summer, I'm guessing? Yeah, I changed up a lot of things, man. Little things, little details. Made my stick longer, which is you would think makes no difference, but it does. Like, I'm not the biggest guy, so need some room, right? And, um, yeah, shot the shit out of the pucks. Shot of, like, thousands. I, I remember we 
we like comped it with my trainer, I forget, but it was ridiculous. And I just had confidence in shooting. You know, everyone always told me to shoot, I never did. And then I finally got that confidence back. And I kind of went in there my last year just saying, fuck it, like, don't give a fuck. And, you know, it worked out, man. I mean, it is what it is. You know, the, whatever, the stars lined up and kind of got lucky too, but. I feel like I feel yeah. like you benefited a lot from switching leagues because it was kind of like, you know, like when you switch teams, it's a fresh start. But like when you switch teams so much in a league, it's like not really a fresh start anymore because you know everyone in the league already and everyone knows you you've been dealt a couple times and stuff. So yeah, just but then mix you in the lineup. Yeah, but then but then you go to a, a new league and it's like a legit fresh start because nobody knows who the fuck you are. Sure, a couple, you get a couple guys per team, especially in the queue and in those high-level leagues that are going to look you up and then find that you were in the O and chirp you about it and shit like that. But, like, at the end of the day, nobody really knows where you're coming from. And if you put up 39 goals in the season, nobody can really chirp you about, about much, to be honest. So it ended up being a fucking great decision for you. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, I still got chirped a bunch. I don't really care anymore. I think I grew up, too even though it was only a year, but as the years all added up and my experience, I grew up, so that helped. I just didn't care. I didn't care anymore about what people thought, what people said, because I've seen guys go from the Q to the O, the O to the Q, and everyone's like, oh, this guy sucks. And I was like, whatever, man. You think I suck? You think I suck? I got chirped all year, like, oh, man, you, you left and came here. And I'm like, you know, I would, I'd be petty about it. I'd be like, look at my goals. Like, check out my stats. You know, I didn't care anymore. Yeah, I for sure. I care about hockey and I was just like, whatever. Well, dude, that's a. I think you went about it like with the best attitude possible because that could have really affected you if you if you did care. You know what I mean? That could have really negatively affected your game if you did let that shit get oh, to you. You know, like, and I've that seen was, it happen. That was the only reason I got a pro deal. That was the only reason. Otherwise, I don't know where I would have gone. Not that it's a bad thing if I didn't, but I wanted to keep playing. Yeah, absolutely. And look at you now. Fuck, five years later, still playing. And speaking of that, you go on after after that final year in the queue, you go to the ECHL and you light it up. You play your first 27 games with Missouri, 11 goals, 7 apples for 18 points, get traded to Elmira, um, 30 games, 7 goals, 16 apples for 23 more points, so 41 points in your first pro year, and you make the ECHL All-Star game. How the fuck are you? Um, how was that, man? Talk about like your first pro year. Um, were you expecting that trade? Are the trades there a bit more dry and different? Like, talk about that whole ex- first year experience. Well, my so my first year was a shit show. So I I signed with the Wolves, which is my hometown team, which was obviously very exciting. Um, I got sent down like after two weeks with ten other guys from Missouri. Um, I didn't play my first two games got nothing, not even a sniff, and then I came in and started doing good, and it was kind of just on and off, I would play, I wouldn't play, I would play, I wouldn't play, I was like, fuck man, you want to get called back up, right, you want to play, so, um, coach hated me, and I, eventually, I just walked into his room about however many games he said I played, there. it was like 18 or something, 20, and I walked in there, and I'm like, listen man, I'm done, I'm packing up my shit, so I, I packed up my stuff, I told him before the game, uh, Chicago called me and they weren't like the happiest but they're like we understand and I didn't even get traded really like Chicago told like Missouri I'm done and Missouri just had to find me a place and that was it like Chicago couldn't even decide so of course they sent me to Elmira no knock on Elmira but you ever you don't want to ever go there it's not the greatest place where is that be not playing it's in New York like I think I don't even know where it's somewhere in New York but it's a ghost town. Looks like you got new. Um, so there's not a lot to do. You're sitting at home all day. It's pretty, pretty much you're quarantining like we are right now. <laughs> That's and, what I was about to say. It's like a coronavirus all day, all year. Legit, all day, all year. So it's. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun. My coach, he was awesome. Um, he used to play himself. Played it, you know, in the show for a bit. Played in <laughs> American League Europe. He was a tough dude. So he was cool. I enjoyed my teammates too. <laughs> So it was all, all around better, but uh, I tore my wrist, actually, right after that All-Star game. Like, completely tore it. And I was sitting out, and Chicago called me for the first time to bring me up. And they're like, hey, we're bringing you up. Let's go. It's like, cool. So 
started packing my shit. I'm like, I must be getting rehab there and then starting to play. I am about halfway packed, got a call about 20 minutes later. Hey, we didn't know you are injured. We can't bring you up. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I'm sitting there like, I don't even know what to do. So oh I just taped my, my wrist from like my knuckles to my elbow and tried playing like, I don't know, maybe eight games, ten games. I couldn't even shoot the puck, nothing. I was like, you know what? I can't do anything. I can't play. I'm not going to get called up, whatever. So my season ended like end of February, beginning of March, and that was it. So it was a good year, but it was a tough year, too, because you obviously, as a hockey player, as an athlete, whatever, you always want to go up. So um, I'm happy for everything I did. The All-Star game was fucking awesome. I had a great time. They very professional. But, um, you know, there are some negatives, too, but it is what it is. Wow, that's crazy, man. I actually do... I hate to hear that, but I love to hear that because it's crazy to hear like the insight from the player behind the stats because if you look at your elite prospects, your first pro year was amazing, but then you hear the true story about it and like, wow, man, your first pro year was amazing because of like how hard you worked over the summer and like you, you, how you, how you performed in the games. But like at the same time, like think about could have gone much better for you actually if you would have, I don't know, not gone fucked a bit or, or, or not had to go through, through the shit you went through. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of never know, man. You got to get lucky, I think, end of the day, no matter what, unless you're an absolute star or whatever stud. But it is what it is, you know. No one ever kind of really knows the story. You can always go on whatever Google and look a guy up and see what he's done. But Oh, man, that's what I love. I know what they gone through. Yeah, I mean, that's what I love about this pod is because we get to expose that. But also at the same time, I've learned through doing this pod that like every player has actually been fucked over, man. Like people get fucked over, dude. Players uh, in junior hockey get fucked over and pro hockey get fucked over. Like it just happens. It's such a like insane cycle. Like you hear about how often it happens, like how many stories you hear and it's it's pretty bananas, dude, especially, like, oh, man, just everything you hear, and, and like, with, with the ECHL, like, about what just came out, like, about that guy that, uh, he got his IR, uh, signature, uh, what's it called when they, for, forged by the forged. team? Yeah. Jeez, that's, like, that's some brutal stuff, man, and, like, he came out about it, you know, but, like, I'm sure so, that's happened to so many guys that haven't came out about it. Oh, yeah, man. They, it's so cutthroat. It's all a business. They don't care about you. You know, sad to say, but like I said, unless you're an absolute stud, which is great, like, no jealousy towards that. It's great for you, but otherwise, they don't care, man. They'll, they'll snip you. They'll do stuff to make you leave or make you stay, whatever it may be. You oh, yeah. Never know. That's why it's awesome meeting people and hearing their stories. Like, it's interesting, man. Oh man, you you talk about and it and it's in every league. It's not just major, junior, and pro because I know a buddy in NCAA Div One, and I think I've told this story before without mentioning his name, and I'm still not going to mention his name. But he plays Division One, and he played like almost every game last year, and this season he only played one game because he's like on a scholarship, and they decided that they want to give it to someone else, so they're trying to make him leave. So they scratched him like almost every like pretty much every game his sophomore season. That he doesn't want to leave. Yeah. Because, like, he, you know, it's his second year in university, man. Like, they're fucking the guy over. I have, I have a buddy just like that shit. It might be the same guy. I don't know. But I had a buddy that had kind of a similar story or pretty much the same. I, um, I couldn't believe it, you know. Like I said, they don't care. They don't care. If they find someone new, they find someone new, and they'll do anything they can to, to get you out of there or to make you stay, whatever it may be. So, so yeah, that's bananas. But so then after that year in the coast, you, you, you sign in Europe, um, Sport Liga. Where, where is that? Uh, that's the Finnish top league. The Finnish league. That's nice. So you played, you played 31 games there. Um, talk about, talk about like that year. Talk about like going over to Europe. Um, you're like from Russia. So like you've been to Russia, but like. It's whole, It's totally different. Like, you're in Finland. Have you ever been to Finland before that? No, no. That was my first time. I mean, I've gone to Russia once I was, when I was a kid. But, um, yeah, that was, that was like, my first real experience in Europe. Just 
in general with everything. So I signed uh, I signed a two year deal there initially. Um, it was <laughs> it was different, man. It was uh, it was really cool. You know the way the on ice stuff, like it it was uh, the best way to say it. I don't even really know how, but it was very professional. Like if if that's what you're looking for, um, you know they love hockey. They love hockey. There's a lot of fans. They treat it kind of like the NHL. Like my first day there, we went to this place called Hesburger with the other North American. It's like an equivalent to McDonald's. And these people come up with a newspaper and like they don't speak English. I have no idea what they're saying. And they start pointing at it and pointing at us and ask for your autograph. You know, so wow. And that stuff's pretty cool, right? Like you know, if you haven't experienced it, I was young. I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking sweet. Um, on ice. The hockey's good. It's very defensive. Like, and it was weird. It was like almost like you know early two thousand nineties hockey. Like people are still hooked to grabbing them in the corner. You guys are pulling on your jersey and shit like that. No way. You hit hard to get like a suspension. So it was a very different game. Like one four, like neutral zone. You know, it's like chip and chase pretty much. But then your top five teams are all like give and go. So kind of all depends where you land and stuff. We had a tough year. We were in last place, so. It was um, it was an interesting year. I've had some bad bounces there, but um, how was yeah, the city though? Different. How was like you got to live in Europe and like pro hockey? That's you're not playing junior hockey, right? Like you don't got those curfews, those yeah. rules that we were talking about earlier. Like you're kind of free to experience like a country or a city that you've you've never been in at all. Like talk about like the city, the the nightlife, the broads a bit, maybe. Um, my city was kind of small. I think it was like 80,000, but there were like four or five nightclubs, a bunch of bars. And these Finnish people, man, like, they can go out. Like, they go out hard. They don't always go out, like my teammates at least, but when they do, man, these guys, they can drink. And they can drink for however long they want and however much they want. And, uh, you know, the, the nightlife was awesome. I love going out. We try to go out every weekend if we could, which we probably shouldn't have. But uh, nightlife was awesome. Like I said, like, they party like crazy there. Um, every time you go out, every time you go out, you, you get fans coming up to you trying to, every single time I went to this one club, you had fans coming up to you asking for your pictures, autographs. I'm like, man, my eyes are cross-eyed right now. I can't take a picture of you. Like, get out of here, you know? But you try to still act nice, sign something for them, talk with them. Um, that was my favorite part. You know, hockey was here and there. It was a, it was a pretty tough year, but... Uh, um, off the ice made it that much better, you know. It's a hard place to live in, too. It's already snowing, like, October, uh, oh, freezing cold. Like, like Chicago, December is there October already. It's, like, dark. It, it, the lights, it's, the sun's out from, like, 9 a.m. till 1 p.m., and that's about it. And, and that, that, you know, sun is, I don't know if you want to even sun. It's, like, a cloudy, sunny day almost. So, place to live in but it's a lot of fun i guess it just depends on the person you know yeah i guess so man but like i've been to finland one time for like a a selects uh tournament like when i was like 13 or something and i remember it was unreal and i remember when i was at shattuck there was these two finnish girls and they were they were smoked so that that's all i can say about that yeah my off-ice life was maybe the most fun i've had out of any season there if that's for sure every you know, it's uh it's a different environment there What's that other team that you that you that you finished the year with there? EC Castles is that also in Finland? No, so that was Germany. Um, I when I was in Finland, I wasn't really. I was playing, and then I wasn't playing. I also had injuries. I got suspended like twice. Um, so I didn't. That's why I only have around thirty games. I didn't really get to play a lot, and I was trying to leave for a bit to go to another team. Me and the other North American. Um, they wouldn't let us. So finally, like February came around, I got like an eight game suspension and they're like, you can leave. So kind of fucked me. But I was like, you know what, whatever. East uh, Castle called me there. They're in Germany. And they're like, hey, whatever, we want you for playoffs. Will you come here? I had to think about it for a bit and I decided to go there. And that's how I ended up in Castle. And how was that, dude? How was Germany? Germany was fun. Germany was a... Uh, Honestly, everywhere I've been in Europe has been a blast. It's like a whole different environment there, like I said. Uh, Germany was awesome, you know, like, they, those guys can 
the office like those guys can drink like those guys like to hang out and have fun you know you got Oktoberfest that was unreal um I forget what the outfits are but everyone wears those I don't know if you could think of the name but you know those German outfits with like the skirt and like like kilts whatever yeah man there's like a name for it but I forget but everyone like goes there you wear those you start drinking early and you go all day and all night and um you know cheap beers like damn each beer is like two three bucks so it's um that was pretty cool food's awesome too and germany's like more like here you know the u.s i mean you're down in florida but it's like chicago so you know normal weather you actually get sunlight and stuff you know you can survive there and what are the broads like in germany the german broads uh they're not as great they're not as great honestly are they a bit are they a bit like are they a bit like manly like tough maybe like they'll probably pump you some of them, yeah. That's kind of funny as you say that. Yeah, some of them are exactly like that. I mean, obviously, like anywhere, there's some good-looking girls, but um, talent wasn't the best. Not from what I've seen, at least. And I was, I've been to a bunch of places, but... What about the hockey? Hockey was good. It was different. A lot more skill. Uh, a lot more, like, give and go. Um, Finland was definitely the hardest league I've played in. Um I also didn't realize how good it was back in when I was young. I was still kind of a kid, you know. So I wish I maybe tried harder, or whatever. Maybe it was, but it was it was good hockey. It was just a lot of, very defensive. Obviously, you know my game. <laughs> so I was like, I'm ready in Europe. I want to play skilled hockey. I want to obviously score goals and whatever, get points and have fun like that. So it wasn't really the best fit for me, I guess. Like you know, your leading scorer has like a point a game in 60 games, so. That kind of tells you all of it. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, I'd take that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think we, any of us would take that, but shit, still. No, I feel you. But then, so so then, um, this year, you started off back in the coast, lighting it up again with 10 points in 11 games, and then you go back to Europe, but this time to Denmark. How's that, dude? Man, this year was, uh, it was an interesting year. I, uh, over the summer, I got a new agent just because it was Europe and it made sense. So just had a mutual agreement. I was like, all right, I need a European agent with European connections. We were talking it through all summer, talking about going to Austria, and I was pretty pumped, man. We had some like deals lined up and ready, kind of ready to go, and he just like disappeared, vanished. Uh, he's like, he told me to call me, never got a call. I texted him like two weeks later, texted him again. I was like, all right, man, this dude just completely ghosted me. Your, your agent? Oh, so that was pretty strange. Yeah, this was my agent, man. Oh, like, my can you imagine God. That shit? Oh, my God, dude. Right? Yeah, so he vanished. I was like, shit. It's, I read that. I think at this time, usually in Europe, that's when they're closing out their deals. Like, you got a couple guys here and there that'll sign super late because it's like last minute, but it's not often. So I'm like scrambling. I find, I don't really find an agent, and um, I kind of started talking to that guy, he's like, you're going to have to wait, you know, until the team has camp, and they want to cut guys, or someone gets injured, I'm like, all right, cool, I don't want to come back and play here, you know, uh, like, no disrespect to the coast, but it's a fucking grind, man, that is a tough league, great, you know, a lot of great players, a lot of good hockey, but it's still a grind, it's still cutthroat, so I waited, and I waited, and then November came, and my agent, like, let's go, you got to sign, like you got to get on the ice. Like, you just got to play some games. So, uh, Norfolk called me. They're like, you want to come? This was, like, middle of November. And I was just, like, I was all excited already. I was, like, shit, I'm going to be home for a while. I'll go to Thanksgiving dinner. I haven't done that in a while. You know, nice fat turkey, some ham and all that. I was excited. And I Fuck you like that. that. So that's all good. Uh, so I left, went there, um, played, like, a, yeah, 11 games, and then, I got a couple calls from Europe, um, and Denmark was like the one, that team, Odin's was like, they were set, they were ready, they gave me my money off and everything, ready to have a contract ready, and that's why I went there and I picked them, it's a good league too, so I wanted to just get out of the East Coast, you know, next day, I actually went home for Christmas break, and I was talking, I was figuring it out if I was going to go or not, and I came back, went and practiced that night, and I was next, I found out we got like a 10-day road trip coming up all on the bus, you know, that's like fucking 50 hours of driving. See ya later. I was like, oh man, I was like, no chance. I was like, god damn, so I signed that deal, and I took off, and I went to Denmark. 
Um, but Denmark was cool. You know, Denmark, uh, the one thing I liked is everyone speaks English, like, very well. It's pretty much like you're back home. So made life easier. Um, they had a good nightlife, too. They were, like, I think everywhere in Europe, man, honestly, is awesome. They are so much, like, they're carefree. They just like to live life and have fun. So everywhere I've been in Europe has been a blast when you go out. Hockey was pretty good, too. Um, I definitely enjoyed my experience. I just, um, tore, I played, like, three games, I think, and then I, I tore that same wrist that I tore a few years ago. Yeah, back. that's so what I was going to ask. You played, you played three games. You had two goals and an assist. So three games, three points, point per game, not a big deal. And then, and then you stopped playing, so I was going to ask what happened. So you were injured. Did you stay there after with your injury, or did you go back home? Um, I stayed for two weeks. I traveled around a little bit. I went to visit some boys in Germany. I uh, went to Prague. Prague's a hell of a place. Anyone listening should go 100%. Um, and then, yeah, so I, and then I came home, and that was that. And uh, what are you? What are you? What are you planning on doing uh, next year when the coronavirus is over? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm talking to my agent right now. Um, I want to go to Austria. That's my biggest thing right now. I think it's a great league. Um, I think it's something that's like, you know, makes sense right now. You can't wish too high. Um, but we'll see. This whole coronavirus. Who knows how long it lasts and what they're doing over there? But that's the plan for now. That was my next question, though, about your agent. So you have an agent, though, because you know, you know me and Boko's agent at CEM. He's the fucking man. Yeah, I might have to hop on board with him, too. Who knows? Fucking right, I baby. Um, it's like some dude that reached out, but, you know, he's, he got me Denmark and stuff, so give him a chance. But trust the trust is very low after what happened last summer. So oh my god, I, would, I my trust would be low if I were you too. I gotta actually, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. I gotta get it off my chest, even though I'm legit chirping myself. Um, but when, but when we were when we played together, you were legit my mom's favorite player on the team, and I never told you for no obvious way. reasons. Because that would be fucking weird if I went up to you, hey, Povo, good game, by the way, you're my mom's favorite player, even over me. <laughs> but, uh, but no, seriously, like, you had fucking 39 goals, so, like, my parents would always watch the games, and you were always scoring, and I was always just sitting on the bench, so I wasn't my mom's favorite player. You fucking were, so that must be nice. Well, I kind of feel bad about that. Hey, man, everyone's got their time to shine, though, so... Oh. Keep working and you'll be your mom's favorite player soon too, right? Fuck, man. I hope so. I hope so, mom. I really hope so. <laughs> man, that's tough. That's some tough loving right there. Yeah, dude. no, she used to tell me like while we were playing and I was fuck, oh, fuck me, man. So you can add that to your resume. <laughs> Probably your mom's favorite player. That's uh, going to be at the top of my resume, man. That's a good feel. Yo, I, I, I actually, you know, I've never known this. Like, do you come from a hockey family? No, um, I mean, shit, besides, like, my uncle played when he was a kid, that was about it, it was odd. My dad, my dad grew up in Russia, played pro tennis there for a little bit, he fucking hated it, though, but you know how Soviet Union was, man, those guys, your parents tell you to do something, you're doing it, so, his dad kind of made him play, um, yeah, no one really played hockey, it was always kind of like soccer and tennis, my dad always tried to get me into soccer, and he's like, you gotta choose one, and I was like, you know what, I fucking hate running. <laughs> I want to do Get me something I can glide. What's that? Get me something that I can put some skates on and glide and just rip the puck. Right, man. Like, you know me. I can get lazy sometimes. I'm like, if I'm tired, I want to just glide, dude. I don't want to jog it out. So, oh. yeah, that was my deciding factor right there. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta run, cause you've played in many leagues and you're 25 now, so you've got fucking couple years of hockey under your belt. You gotta hit us with one uh, on and one off ice story that you can remember off the top of the dome that are just that are just stand out to you in your head. Mm. Off ice story. Off ice story was probably in Finland when. Man, those, like I told you, those guys are nuts. I haven't seen anything like this. So we were out in Finland, me and another North American, and I was about to leave. He was going over to that Hesburger place I was telling you guys about. 
there are these crazy fans following us the whole way home. Like, this guy went into the bathroom and followed me and started, like, taking a piss next to me and asking me questions, looking at me and no. shit. I'm like, dude, just, like, can you get away, please? Like, for this, this went on for a good two hours, maybe two, three hours, and this guy follows us out around four in the morning and is videotaping us. We have no clue. And I think we play, like, two days later. And he videotapes us. He's chirping us all of a sudden. But we had no idea. He's talking to finish. He's chirping our coach and our whole team. And he posts it on Facebook. And I guess he had our coach's number. And he sends this video to our coach. And we got fucking court just ripped apart. He's like, you know, you guys are out the game before. Like, you guys are fucking pieces of shit. No good import. Like... We should have never I grabbed you, this and that. Show up to the rink the next day. He's like, all right, everything's fine. You're all good. I'm like, all right, cool. Like a week later, out of nowhere, we already played a couple games. But I think actually we had that week off because we went home for break or something. And we come back, and our names aren't on the board, like for practice. Like We're not in the lineup. I was like, all right, what the fuck? He's like, all right, you can't come talk to us, tell us what's going on. He's like, you guys are going to skate after the team. Like, cool. Um, takes us out there, man, and he just bags us for, like, honestly, doesn't even sound long, but it was 45 minutes. But imagine just 45 minutes of straight bag skating. Like, no, dude, brutal. terrible. Terrible. So we're doing one-on-ones in the corner. You're battling 30 seconds. I'll remember this for the rest of my life. Eight reps of that, 30 seconds each. Like, you're battling. He starts ripping you and tells you to skate if you're not actually working. So we do eight sets of that. Then we go and do laps. So you do four laps around the whole ice as fast as you can. Three sets each way. So however long that is. And then we did this thing. It's like you start at the hash marks, you skate the other ones, and then he starts yelling, back check, back check. He's like, you guys suck at back checking, you Americans. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Oh. Just chirping us the whole practice. And then we start, um, then we go, you know those, like, whatever, the ladders or whatever they're called, you go, like, goal line, blue line, goal line, red line, goal line, oh. blue line, goal line, goal line, back. We did, so we did, oh, sorry, so we did 10 reps of those hash marks, another 10, no, sorry, six reps of those ladders and then you go to the board so like from board to board sideboards one there then one two one two three all the way up to eight and then back down and then i woke up the next day i couldn't even walk my back was torched done and all that because some fucking goofy super fan videotaped you guys at 4 a.m craziest shit ever man yeah videotaped us he was literally in love with us and then he just ripped us apart and sent us like I said sent us to our coach posted on Facebook it was everywhere and and things were never the same after that this was probably around like December November and yeah this asshole just like fucked us so hard and I was I was pissed man like like I said I literally got up the next day and I could not walk like it was a good 45 minutes no water no nothing until the end and I've never been skated that hard in my life. I don't think I've ever worked that hard in my whole entire life. Like, it's overkill. That is bananas. So that's like an off-on-ice yeah, story. Is that, was, that, was that like a mixture right like, there? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's both. That's a myth for you because that is the craziest shit I've ever seen. I mean, I've had fun stories and stuff, but that was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. <laughs> also, for anyone, you decide to go play in Germany... It's fun. Make sure you win player of the game. You get a free bottle of booze. You get like either a big ass beer or a big bottle of wine. You get like a mini keg. So, no way. Just so you know, going into your yeah, going into your first game, man. If you ever go over there and play, try to get that fucking player of the game. Get a couple of tucks, and you get a nice little mini keg. You can take it on the bus and get smashed with that. Holy fuck, man! That is some unreal content from the Germany league. Right. That's yeah, fucking sick. That is fucking awesome. That's that's the right way to reward a professional athlete right there. Fucking rights, Germany. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're a generous guy, you know, pour the boys a couple cups and you guys have a blast, so. 
Oh man, that sounds like a blast. Well, I think that's a that's a perfect way to wrap it up, bro. I really appreciate you coming on and, and giving us some unbelievable fucking content. Oh man, no problem. I appreciate you. Fucking fans are gonna love this shit. I don't like to play, beat them, gave a nigga a halo Thinking about the people I lost, know I got some angels Chilling with my freak when we fucking it, he's my angle Taking selfies with my bitch, she keeps switching up different angles no, Never kept a bitch, but I always keep me a banger Keep it loaded when I ride, cause I'm still a nigga I fuck with her to ease my mind, I be in my feelings Every single person in my life, tell me I'm the hero But when it's up and then go down, it treat me like the feeling I guess I forgot to mention, I'm just a nigga with a broken mind Trying to find my way back home And I'm sitting here with the car in the park While she ride it to my song Ooh, I let her ride again She spread her legs and open up, I end up sliding in okay. She know that shit exciting, you is not exciting him me. She swallow me up every morning like a vitamin yep. He know to come look where I'm at, he wanna find a shit She know I'm aggressive when she kiss me like the bite of lip I don't be making love songs that don't excite a jit no. Real nigga, I got feelings yeah. I'm not hiding okay, it Still pimpin' Tell a bitch I really like a friend yeah, bitch. You know a pussy good cause I be tryna fly her yeah, bitch. If I speak once, she don't respond, I won't say hi again Catch me once and let me slide, I never lie again My name not Melly, I got murder on my mind again I'm with the shits, I kill him twice if he could die again And if he think about trying me, better try again so I'ma let him spin, if he don't drop, then we gon' slide again Keep it loaded when I ride, cause I'm still a nigga I fuck where it is, my mind, I be in my feelings Every single person in my life, tell me I'm the hero But when it's up and then go down, it treat me like the feeling Guess I forgot to mention, I'm just a nigga with a broken mind Tryna find my way back home And I'm sitting here with the Park while she ride it to my song, bitch. Our top story, the series of robberies across East California continue. Police say the suspects have been targeting small businesses, the most recent being a diner. Witnesses report a black couple were sitting in the corner of the restaurant eating when all of a sudden they put on masks and held people at gunpoint. They stole cash from customers inside the diner, but fortunately no one was injured due to an unlikely hero. Them. Witnesses say they were seen driving southbound in an orange convertible. Police authorities have asked if anyone has any information to please call. And to be aware, the couple are armed and extremely fucking dangerous. Now Tim, tell us more about that toothpaste epidemic. Hello? Yeah. Do you work here? Don't I look like I work here? No, not really. Well, I do. Oh, can I have a room? Do you got any money? Look, lady, do you want my money or not? 60 bucks a night, cash only. Room number 15. Oh, God. Oh. You're having stuff, Hey, parking's in the front. Hey, honey, why don't you come down here to the hotel and bring your guns? Staying in our motel, 
Where the fuck the gun at? What? Where the motherfucking gun is like eight red next outside the beach hotel. It's in the bag. It's in the red bag. I'd be a shitty husband if I didn't. Come on down here and see if there's any truth to that. That's them, Pops. Yeah, shut up. I know it's them. What the hell are you doing out here anyway? Somebody take them to the truck. Oh, you fat fucking idiot. Now, since you, uh, are ignoring me, I think I have every right to say fuck you. Get a point! 